2: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
3: Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Fix Layton, host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Gamesmaster. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way just to keep it interesting. Well, welcome to the first recorded comedy arcade in absolutely ages, because I've been really, really lazy. Um, Everybody who listens will know most of them have been live shows that I happen to have recorded. So um, it's nice to have you all here in a a pre-record environment. So the beauty of this is we can edit it but um i'd rather not because i well as we've covered i'm quite lazy so who has read the rules of the game because i think me. only alex has played before me we're still yes. waiting on words from you alex is That's it
4: true Yeah. I, I put, before the show i put myself on a courtesy mute to blow my nose because i know that won't be a pleasant noise for the rest of you <laughs> um but i just seem to then like muted myself in real life so i'm just sat here nodding like a Like a Comedy Arcade super fan who's a bit in awe of it all.
3: (laughs) Which is not really going to work for an audio medium. Not really, no. We're going to need words. So that first voice you can hear, let's crack on with the introductions. That is Alex Lean, Superstar comedian, previous DJ, purveyor of the joy of decks, and all-around fun person. How are you, Alex, apart from mute?
4: I'm I'm good. I'm I'm over the muteness now. I've conquered it.
3: Hooray. Good. Uh,
4: So, yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Feeling a bit gravelly, but fine.
3: Okay, good. Um, work on that while we go around everybody else. Do some voice exercises. Pop yourself back on mute. Okay, we'll do. Scream into the abyss, and we'll return to you in a minute. Uh, <laughs> and we have got the brilliant Matt Adlington again. We've got a full. We've. This is an all male lineup, which I don't normally do, but I feel like sometimes we've got to give you guys a chance because you don't have enough opportunity. So. Uh, I'm not Matt, how are you?
0: Hi, <laughs> Fix. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I, I was very tired, but seeing all your lovely faces, I'm feeling energized now this morning.
3: And where are we reporting from? Where uh, are you?
0: South End in Essex.
3: South End. So we've yeah. got I think, I think we've got two South Ends in the house. Um the brilliant radio personality, improv, actor, comedian, quadruple threat, John Oakes. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, representing Southend as well. Woo! Big up,
3: <laughs> Is this your radio voice or your actual voice?
1: Uh, they're the same thing, I'm afraid.
2: Oh, that's yeah.
1: good. Um, I do accidentally slip into radio voice sometimes, um, but I'll try my hardest
3: not to. Yeah. Okay, we'll know when you're doing it. Definitely will. And the intellectual heavyweight um, <laughs> TV star Zara Ennis, how are you?
5: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm the comedy lightweight, so I'm kind of uh, a bit in, a bit afraid I might be the dull one here. But I'm
3: great. Thanks very much. <laughs> but you've got such a lovely accent. It's fine. It's I know. People are, it does a lot of heavy I'm lifting now, to be honest.
5: Where I'm from is just talking. But here, everybody thinks it's exotic. So it's great.
3: Yeah, we're into it. Um, So how it works is I'm going to give you some topics completely randomised from my bingo ball. Completely random. And... <laughs> you will tell me your best anecdote story or you can tell a piece of material if you're a comedian but if I notice it's material I may penalise you for it. I score it based on what I like the best and I am easily charmed and flattered so you can bear that in mind. Um, Yeah it seems like some of you have read the rules which almost never happens and Alex Leem is the first one that has played it before in this lineup so he's pretty good as well. I don't want to psych you out but he did bring game last time.
4: If you're saying that was good last time, that's that's news to me because I was massively hung over. <laughs> um, so if I if was good when I was hungover, then clean and sober on a Sunday morning as we're recording this. It's
3: not always true though, is it? No. I think my personality could be alcohol. I really <laughs> worry about giving up drinking and caffeine because I think that is the they are the building blocks of who I am as a human.
4: Yeah, thankfully I'll, I could give those up, but I can't give up resentment. That's sort of ingrained into me.
3: Okay, brilliant. Um, I'm sure there'll be a category for that later. Let's see. Right. rolling the Ball. I actually do have a. What a pleasant one.
1: noise that was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this, this is a new bingo ball. And it's quite clunky. I haven't really got the action of it yet. But um, I was told not to do that because if I hold it too close to the mic, you can't hear anything. And I have immediately disregarded that advice. Right. So, <laughs> category is unpopular opinions. Alex, you're full of spite this morning. Um, <laughs> What's I, your unpopular opinion?
4: I am, I am full of spite. Um, well, I mean, it's it's a heavily ingrained opinion, and I'm and I'm not sure if this marks me out as uh, as 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 a, as a common opinion or whether I'm just really bitter. But the thing that really could winds me up the most is when you're stuck behind slow walking people. <sighs> so my my opinion is that there needs to be two lanes on the pavement. So for people who walk at a, a normal speed who likes to get somewhere in time, I'm a pretty quick walker anyway, and, and then people that like to just dawdle, um, to stop these dawdlers from forming a, a defensive line and blocking the entire pavement. They seem to have a few friends with them who walk at a similar speed. Uh, so they, they, they tend to block the entirety of the pavement, and even though I don't have to be in a certain place at a very set time, and I'm not normally in a rush, I get the persona of a man who's late for a very important meeting (laughs) at that point uh so yeah so i get all 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 wound up and irate so and it 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 is there is a dark part of it just goes i would just like to just punch you in the back of the head just to serve you a lesson
3: i i do often think that actually the amount of times i've wanted to kick the back of people's legs when they're meandering and i don't think i think it makes us better people that we think that and we don't act on it than the people that don't think it at all because we are actively going against our impulses, so I think we're we're the better people. Is what I'm saying, Alex. I've kicked a suitcase before a wheelie suitcase because <laughs> I hate I hate the idea that people seem to think that they're just sentient, so they just pull the handle and hope for the best. And they've got two meters of handle on the tube. It it yeah, the red mist I, comes down. I, I got I, caught I, kicking it. It was not a good it was not well, a good moment. I, I, for me.
4: Again, again, I can sympathise because uh, I mean it's been years since I lived in, in in London myself. I don't know if people still do this really, really tiny trundle cases that they pull along. It's like the size of the actual case. It's like, your pockets are bigger than that. Why do you even bother? And they make a more annoying noise. They're performative, if you ask me. Yeah,
3: It's just showing off. And that's coming from me, a comedian that started a podcast. (laughs) It's just showing off. Right, who else has got an unpopular opinion? Matt, I'm looking at you. You're next.
0: I I was just going to ask Alex quickly. Like, I understand the slow walker thing. But is your is your solution really to go with two lanes on a pavement? Where, where's that going to end? You're going to have people in the middle. You're going to need a middle uh, aisle before long, aren't you? Surely.
3: Yeah.
4: that's that's true. Although there is some there's a lot of flaws in it. Now you point that out, Matt. But I, I think <laughs> I'm still doing a lot better than the current transport secretary. my
0: ideas
3: i like this you're not presenting your own opinion you're just criticizing somebody else's matt is that going to be your approach for the whole game or
0: no no no. oh i was just i was just really i was probably reading into it too much
3: (laughs) you were just imagining a world where that actually happened
0: took it seriously that's what i like
3: yeah you you've delivered it in a meaningful compelling way alex i'd vote you in i'd vote for you you could be my local mayor
4: my case rests
3: (laughs) so come on something must be an unpopular opinion for you matt I don't um, want to stereotype you, but you're an Essex man.
0: Uh-huh. I was going <laughs> to say, my unpopular opinion was the popular people in school, the popular kids, they're never nice people.
3: Again, not this is a room full of comedians and quiz champions. I don't think any of us want to argue this
0: point.
3: Are any of these actually
0: schools. unpopular
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> Was Yeah. Would, would any of us have considered ourselves the popular person in school?
0: Well, it's, it's unpopular amongst no? the popular people, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I was a drifter. I didn't have a friendship group. Um, some might call that unpopular, but IDPR is my day job now, so I have respun that to make me a hero. But yeah, I mean,
1: I called that lonely at school, but you've really nailed it. <laughs> yeah.
3: I I just didn't want to commit. I just didn't want to commit to one friendship group. That's that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. But yeah, so that's not unpopular. We've ruled against you, Matt. You're gonna have to think of something else. All right, we
0: have to give me a minute then. I
3: I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna go in on vegans, to be honest, because your partner's vegan, but you didn't take the obvious route. No, no,
0: no, because you know I, I I like all my genitals where they are. I don't want to risk them being removed by her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that on well alone.
3: That is fair enough, John. And popular opinion.
1: Um, I'll go in on vegans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I actually am. I actually am primarily vegan. When I say primarily vegan, I mean I. I haven't eaten meat in years. Uh, I occasionally have a bit of fish or shellfish. Uh, shellfish That's not I very
3: vegan, I John.
1: To. I know it's not very vegan, <laughs> but it is delicious. um And uh yeah, the thing that the thing that I find difficult about vegans and being vegan is fucking judgy vegans.
3: Ah, right. Judging yeah, me, judging
1: was... me for occasionally having a bit of fish.
3: Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I think there are bigger cases to work yeah, on. Exactly right. Exactly. The occasional nuance of has that wine definitely not been strained through a pig's gut? It's like yeah. let me live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the difficulty is as well um, is when you're a, a vegan, the animal that suffers is you. Like you're unhappy <laughs> with, with every piece of food that you're served. Has never? I've never ta- I haven't tasted anything in such a long time. Um, just, I... just give me this one thing. Just give me some fish. Every now and then, please.
3: I think you're going to the wrong vegan places because I I, I understand it's got better (laughs) from
1: other vegans. It's not
3: just lentils now. There are other things available. It still
1: doesn't taste of anything.
3: So you do feel so strongly principled that you are willing to go through the torture of a heavily lentils and pulse-based life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and everybody else will suffer my wrath.
3: And yeah, you're furious about it. Good. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, good to know
0: tuna mayo, yeah, I feel so. I
1: feel morally
0: sorry Matt what were you saying so this is a tuna mayo sandwich on offer right exactly exactly
3: yeah. down an alleyway when no one's looking just like <laughs> eating a scotch egg like an apple I shouldn't have
0: to hide it I shouldn't have to just <laughs> eat in a subway like that like you...
3: <laughs> I think more people should come out you are already every day that's why everybody's like oh you know no meat Monday you're no meat Monday pretty much every day yeah. I think you're a hero I, thank I you think, very much I think thank that's you. unfair Right, Sarah, what
5: about you? Yeah, I've got one that's very unpopular for people like me. So okay. I, I have children and I think we should normalize having children-free things. I think yes. there should be days in shopping centres where people can't bring boogies. I think there should be not just at nighttime, there should be restaurants where there are child-free rooms.
3: Oh be,
5: you know, yes. I don't I don't think children and bars should be a thing. Maybe Sunday afternoon for lunch, rest of the time, no. Children in cinemas, unless it's a cartoon on a Saturday morning, go away. If, even if it's a cartoon, if it's like 8 p.m. on a Saturday and you bring a kid to it, you're a bad person because you're wrecking it for everybody else.
3: Would you say so, you're enjoying fatherhood? I,
5: I love I love having kids. I love with kids. <laughs> but there are certain times when you go out and like I went out to a really nice restaurant. I live in Oxford and there's a restaurant called Ollie's Tie. And you have to book this thing six months in advance. It's like the heart it's tiny it's really really nice and i went and look. Uh, as we walked in there were two people there with two like toddlers and if i had booked a restaurant six months in advance and two people brought toddlers and they walked in the door i would be like they, they left luckily just as we were coming but i would have been so angry there are certain times certain things where everybody does it but i think it should be much more normalized there should be you know wednesday afternoons no kids i want to go shopping I want to go shopping with no kids in this supermarket or in this like shopping center. And I don't want to have someone ramming a boogie into me or a child rubbing an ice cream on the back of my leg.
3: Yeah, and some <laughs> of them are absolutely <laughs> feral as well. Cause I get it, parents have a hard time, but then they'll just let their child loose in the pub and they're like clambering all over you or stealing chips off your plate. And you're the dickhead when you're like, get away from me, this is none of my business. Take, and, take and it the, away. And,
5: and the opposite <laughs> of it should be true as well. If you go somewhere that is patently going to be full of children, you can, you're not allowed to get annoyed when they go feral and run them up because that's what kids do.
3: Well, yeah, I'm not at soft play. Yeah. I'm in a pub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I, if, if, if you, I went to their house and I was like, yeah. don't lick the bricks, fair enough. Yeah, so if, I'm the dickhead. To, but... If
5: you go to see the latest Pixar movie on a Saturday morning and there's a load of kids like talking and you're going, shh, then you're the dickhead.
3: Oh, <laughs> there, I went, there should I be was, a
5: separation yeah. that's possible.
3: I think, I absolutely think, because it is so frowned upon as well because we didn't have kids at our wedding. For that reason we two well behaved children were allowed basically and we were like it's an adult event they're not gonna have, i'm not gonna get a crayons corner going that is not the vibe it's 1920s kids weren't allowed at weddings kids didn't exist in the 1920s take them away but it was <laughs> it was not a popular opinion but the people that liked it the most were parents to be honest they were the ones that kind of they were like yeah this is my time we'll get a babysitter we'll have a really nice time we don't need to be worrying so yeah Yeah, i had my own way and i was fine with it but there were some teenagers in the cinema a couple of weeks ago and i am now shushing teenagers years of age and i never (laughs) thought i had been very happy silently fuming at people who are wrestling and i was the spokesperson for my whole row and i turned around and i was like what are you doing and i heard myself doing it and i hated myself more than the person that was telling off hated me in that moment i was like I'm I'm so, I'm so sorry. Continue with your call. Like, but because i had done it once then every time they made a noise again, everybody was down the road looking at me like,
5: (laughs) you're, you're the police Vix." You're the spokesperson.
3: (laughs) You go again. It's like, it's someone else's turn. (laughs) Because the worst part was they listened. I oh, was an no. adult to them. They you were genuinely the, you were actually listened. an
5: authority figure, and they didn't. Yeah. Go, oh, oh
3: that. it was so upsetting because my oh, biggest God. fear at the time was they're going to tell me to fuck off. Of course they are. Like because you know I'm just like them. You know? uh, I presented as an adult lady. That's um,
5: that's just short of having a great pubic hair. That's I just terrible.
3: yeah, it was a really bad moment. I did not enjoy the rest of the film, and it wasn't Doctor Strange's fault. I was having an existential <sighs> crisis. Very upsetting business, right, Matt? Have you got an actual and opinion? Now we're coming back to you. I'm going to give you one more go because that was a weak start.
0: Oh, wow! Okay. Uh, oh wow! An unpopular opinion. I mean, I prefer I prefer lockdown in many ways to not lockdown. How about that?
3: Yes, brilliant. Let's mine that for gold. Um, tell us why. As somebody whose people, job people. is getting out and about. Um... No, I hate
0: people because it's fine. So when we were all locked away, and especially the first part of lockdown when it was beautiful weather and we could just all chill out in our own places, nowhere to go, nowhere to be. I loved it. And now I've got places to go and places to be. It's just all stressful again, isn't it? Oh. I, I quite liked it. I, I'm quite happy living I Am Legend for the rest of my life. <laughs>
3: Whereas I didn't get furloughed from work and all of my friends did. So I will be furious for the rest of my life that I missed the school holidays of adult life that everybody else seemed to be part of. They're like, oh, yeah, we're having a barbecue. Come around. I'm like, it's it's one o'clock and you're already drunk and I am at work. And I had to be grateful that I wasn't furloughed as well. The expectation was good news. You're still useful. I don't want to be useful. I want to be on the lounger outside. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: had a load of friends working. I'll never get over it. I had Some... a few friends working in a call centre. Sorry, Vix. Right. Working in a call centre, and they got called in because uh, they were essential workers. I bet they didn't see that when when they applied for that call centre job, did they? No. There's no way. Are you going? Can you hold for five minutes, please? Do you think you were
3: going to be getting called in every single day during a national lockdown? No, I think a lot of people were surprised they were deemed essential.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> It was disappointing for all of us. I mean, I was pr cars. I was not essential at all. No one needed that. No one was buying any cars. No one was going anywhere. It was, give me my free money <laughs> that I'm entitled to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll ever forgive the friends that got the, as I deem it, the summer holiday of adulthood. But I might move on one day, but I, I don't think I will. Not ever. But yeah, anyway, that was that was your unpopular opinion and I'm into it. So well done. You pulled it back, Adeline. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well cool. realise you were doing your bingo balls again.
3: Oh yeah, every category. That's oh, right.
0: The... It sounded like you when you done really well, Addington, and then the fans started cheering. that it was. Just oh.
3: Me. Yeah, the crowd went wild. No, like an just... old
0: girl rattle at a football game. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my god! I went to a car park comedy gig where we weren't allowed to clap or beep the horns. So we're in the car and they gave us all little plastic clackers that you could just clack out of the window. And uh, I think it was Jen Brister that described it as like a field full of people wanking. It was just this horrible, like loose sound that I don't think was better than car horns for the local people. It was, yeah, that was the time, but you know what? Matt Adlington, would re- he would return to it in a heartbeat, everyone. Let's think of that as we go into the category of travel. You look like well-traveled young men. No? Just Dom. all staring back at me? Alex, you, you spoke first, it's on you now.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, had, I had great plans for a lot of travel um, in February 2020. Um, so that, that all got paused. Uh, though I did. Uh, I've gotten back a couple of weeks ago from Istanbul, uh, which as I found out is now the cosmetic surgery capital of the world. Because, I did not know this. Well, I, this was this was a real a real eye opener when I was sat at the uh, when you're all sat in that little pen at your uh, departure gate waiting to, to to get on the plane. Uh, so I was going to Istanbul to Birmingham, and I was sat with about twenty Brummies, none of which knew each other, all of which had had some sort of a cosmetic procedure done while they were out there. Um, so I had a, a a woman who had to be wheeled up in a wheelchair, quite young, I'd say mid mid twenties who then got out of the wheelchair and then really painfully, slowly walked and said, um, is this seat taken? Sort of so next time I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she sat down and went, sorry about this. I've been for lipo. <laughs> so I went, okay, well, dare I ask, where have you had it done? Me arse.
3: Okay, oh, right. okay. we fine
4: then oh, We're great.
3: just openly talking about this now, are we? This yeah, isn't... there is
4: And and then then two friends came in One of which had just had a nose job So she had the, the, the bonus of being brought in But also talking like that Because she <laughs> had bandage really down to it like that. Uh, And a friend had had, had uh, collagen uh, So like the within the first two days of having collagen in your lips They swell up So it looked like she had an RNLI dinghy strapped to her face <laughs> That's, that's what she looked like, and and, and it's like there's a lot of bruising that goes on. So she had like the darkest, darkest um, crescent moon circles uh, underneath her her eyes, uh, and then there was uh, eight or nine uh, men that had had hair transplants. So I was just I was just sat in the middle of, of all of these,
3: and they were wondering what you had done. Yeah, it's <laughs> all deconstructing from... you. <laughs> so we were all looking
2: at
4: each other, and they were thinking, "Oh yeah, yeah, boob job, yeah, clearly, clearly, boob job." Um, Yes, all I was there, I was just sat there with my, my bag of duty free, just being fascinated by the whole thing. It's this amazing. is like
3: my dream. This is where hmm. I'm going on holiday. Not to have the surgery, but to watch the consequences of the surgery. Did it look of a high quality? Because I don't trust people abroad to even wash my salad with the correct water, so I'm not letting them inject things into me. I, I looked
4: into it because uh, there's there's loads of these. Of course you did. On, I bet oh, 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 your oh, Facebook
3: ads ups, are ruined. <laughs> uh,
4: yes, it, it, it's, it's all just... Um, yeah, uh, fat siphoning and hair transplants now. Uh, and, and still printer ink. That's still in the mix. Okay. Uh, somehow So my phone for me, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Is h- like it Harley. reasonably
3: priced on the... Yeah, it's like okay. really,
4: really cheap because the cost of living is really low. In Asking Istanbul.
3: for a friend. Um.
4: Yeah. Um, but all the clinics, like Harley Street clinics. Um, on on an unrelated note, I did find when I was in Istanbul, they've got a Trump Tower.
3: Oh, interesting.
4: Sort of makes sense. A Trump Tower in a city that's famous for hair transplants.
3: <laughs> well, that sounds like a brilliant holiday. Yeah, yeah. But so you've I'm come just... back. You're the same man that left.
4: And it was it was educational.
3: Yeah. So well, instead so... of being like offered like donkey rides and stuff in the street, they're like uh, teeth straightening, <laughs> <laughs> collagen <laughs> filler. Oh yeah. dear.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, what a world we live in.
4: Let me get rid of your crow's feet, sir. Two minutes.
3: How dare you? I had my makeup done recently by a makeup artist that didn't like me, so told me that I had really small eyes, and she just kept doubling down on it. It was really mean. <laughs> I was already feeling quite insecure. I personally think I've got normal size eyes, but now I can't get over it. Every single time she touched my face, she'd be, like, muttering tiny eyes in, like, an Eastern European accent. It was... I didn't even think she was Eastern European. I just thought think she chose a harsher tone for me. What? I... So what
4: was this before, like, at the show or a um, For my
3: poster shoot for Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> All right,
5: so just really install you with confidence. Yeah, uh, when I, I went in feeling like
3: feeling like a rock star. Yeah, I loved it.
5: <laughs> Were you hung over and just like squinting at the light? Or?
3: No, I drank loads of water in advance. I thought I was presenting her with the best canvas I could. And she was very disparaging. She also hated that I had a fake tan. She was like, oh, you look like you're I was like, just do the work. <laughs> and at the end, I was delighted with it. And she was like, I'm a perfectionist and I'm not happy with this. And... Yeah, she only got three stars. That was a three star experience. <laughs> I don't know what a one star experience would have been. Her gouging my eye out, presumably, or something. But it was the still...
1: wrong. She would have had trouble. She got really tiny eyes, mate. Yeah,
3: so, she couldn't you know, get in there. Her. She very really would have gouged if she could. Really anyway,
4: really in the wrong job. She really needs to be presenting a reboot of The Weakest Link. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Dara, you... she could be a chaser. I'll put her forward
5: um yeah I think we've already got enough mean women on there and can take care of that
3: (laughs) 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 so do do you get to travel with work Dara or have you got a holiday story what's the worst holiday you've ever been on
5: oh I've I've got the worst return from a well not a holiday but a party ever and it's I'm still scared, and it was a long time it was over 20 years ago
3: okay when I was
5: was a student I was friends with a guy from a tiny town in, in Ireland called Arva. It's in the middle of nowhere, up near the border in Northern Ireland. And it's got like, for some reason, it's got huge fruit wholesalers that supplies the whole country. No idea why. And that's the only thing it's really famous for. But I went up to this place. Look
3: at you bringing the facts, you little nerd. And
5: we, yeah, no, <laughs> I can't stop myself. I'm just, you can't. Abs- just well, absolutely, teaching us
3: things just casually. Just like, yeah.
5: No, we got absolutely ballistically, horrifically drunk. And one of the guys, who was at the party, his dad owns the local nightclub, which is in like you know a hotel and it's basically a function room of a hotel, but there's nowhere else to go, so everyone goes there. And you know, they played the Bob the Builder song, it was that kind of vibe. But when everybody left, we did loads of drinking games, we were up ridiculously late drinking, you know, all these drinks that curdle and Bailey's mixed with stuff. It was brilliant fun, but catastrophic for the system, yeah. So we got absolutely totally ugly bananas i stayed on, on like the sofa in his parents house but it was christmas eve the next day and i had to go to work because i worked in a petrol station and i had to work a shift in dublin which was oh. quite a bit away so i had to get the bus and you know you think national express is bad the intercity buses in ireland are absolutely awful so they drove me into like the nearest large town i got on the bus and it was me and one other person on the bus I was dying. I had my iPod because it's that long ago. I sat there in the back row and I tried to lean back and get some sleep because I'd been working a few hours. And the other guy sat in the seat next to me.
3: Oh, why would you do that?
5: Oh, it, because a monster. He, because he was an absolute monster. So he's sitting right next to me. There's 60 seats on this bus. There's the driver and us two. Um, Christmas Eve morning, and I'm dying, and I have my headphones on, and he just kept tapping my shoulder, and he wouldn't stop. I tried to ignore him. So I took the headphones off, and then he proceeded to tell me how he just got out of prison and told me the entire life story about how he was imprisoned for smuggling tobacco for some reason. I just wanted to die. I very politely said, Look, I really need to get some sleep. And I got up and moved seats, and he followed me. Uh, (laughs) Welcome, to Yeah.
3: Welcome to what it's like to be a woman on public transport.
5: I know if if there was a sexual element to this, and I don't think there was, there may have been, I might because I was very hungover, I may have been misreading the signals. Then it would have basically been like the creepy guy on public transport. But the fact that he was the only one, if if it was a full bus and he sat beside me, I'd take that. But he followed me. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just gave up and I started like nodding, going, uh-huh, uh uh-huh. oh, Did you exchange
3: really? numbers right. at the end?
5: How did this work I, out? I, I ran. I actually ran off the bus at the terminus in case he followed me. And I went into the petrol station. Where <laughs> Imagine if work. you just
3: hung around at the counter all day.
5: <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, was tw- it was a 12-hour shift because I was young. I didn't have kids. And all the people with kids weren't working because it was Christmas Eve. I had zero sleep after being out the night before and talking to this absolute lunatic. It was the worst trip of my entire life. <laughs>
3: See, I've got a story that starts almost identically to that, but when I finally took my headphones off, he asked if he could massage my feet, and (gasps) uh, yeah, the conversation did not get any better from there, to be honest. And apparently- Did he go
5: at the massage, or?
3: I didn't let him, um, actually. I said no, he seemed surprised by this. He was like, but I'm a nice guy.
5: Oh, they're always the worst guys. (laughs)
3: If you've ever uttered that statement, you're not a nice guy, it's like the Nando's black card. If you say it, you can't have it. It's not yeah. true. It's not allowed. But, um, yeah, he kept pointing out that I was a woman alone on the train, so he was actually being quite helpful. It was a train back from South End, actually. I'd done the little smash gig at the Alex, and every time I get that train back, something awful happens to me. I'm trying oh, yeah, not... The, the South yeah, that's the End foot massager. He's a well-known guy, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously he was going to the same stop as me. And the thing is, like, I'm trying to make it into like a section of my set but it's really hard because there's no punchline to it because it's just a harrowing story of a sex pest on the train so it's I'm having to end it each time with like there's no punchline to this men just be better and it, it often derails the set after me <laughs> it's less of a joke more of a public service announcement like please don't do that to women and yeah when we got off he was he actually said to me this has been a really refreshing conversation most of the women i speak to just want to get in my pants and he genuinely thought we'd had a great time and i thought i was gonna be murdered like i genuinely I was like this is how it ends this feels right i'm gonna be i'm gonna have my feet my feet massage to death that is gonna happen just me i cast it all i was a netflix special it was the thing that i want the most but not for those reasons Who played, you? Who played you Played you I reckon Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah, but like in a never-been-kissed era, like the like the, the 80s one, probably. But yeah, I just genuinely, I was like, I wonder what picture my mum will choose for the news for me. It won't be the right one. But yeah, he had, he just had a lovely chat with someone. Like he got off the train. He learned nothing from that experience. <laughs> I learned that I do not enjoy getting the train back from South End. I continue <laughs> to do the gig because it's fun. Right, Matt, Have talk
1: you- me. Some- Oh, go Sorry, on. have you, have you learned now that you should definitely have a little folder of things to do if I'm murdered?
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> like a will,
3: like yeah, in, in the event of. of my harrowing unexpected death, envelope yeah. one. If I Put die peacefully in death. my sleep, envelope two. Yeah, and then an
1: up-to-date <laughs> picture of you. I yeah. once, I once an auntie of mine used to take a picture of her cat every couple of months because it had a habit of running away and she wanted an up-to-date picture of her cat.
3: Oh. So maybe
1: you need to do the same thing i just create a press
3: pack for my murder. Yeah, Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I can't believe I haven't thought of it. That's definitely going in my set, by the way. I'm stealing that. I'm having it. Matt Adlington, travel.
0: <laughs> Hello. I hate travelling, Vix. No. know, Yeah, I don't like travelling.
3: <laughs> you, the man that enjoyed lockdown, don't like travelling. Tell no, me exactly, more. What exactly. a plot You're twist. You're going together, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Horrible. I hate it. It's scary everywhere, everywhere you go. There's something waiting to hurt you, kill you, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like when you go travelling or ho- or holiday there if you go with someone else you need to make sure that your vision of what that holiday or what that trip is going to be line up because if it doesn't you end up doing some horrendous stuff that you would never do in a million years but because that's the only person you know in the entire country you have to go along with them
3: like water aerobics <laughs>
0: yeah, especially water over.
3: I love, I love a resort holiday where you see all these thirsty middle-aged women in the pool just staring at the rep with their pool noodles. It's my favourite. Like it's such a spectator sport. Why are
0: they doing exercise on holiday? To so look oh, at the man. I went on holiday with John once, and he was in the uh, in the garden lifting weights, and I, was just, I hated him so much. For oh, it. People that do PE on Saturday. holiday. What's that? On a beer.
3: It's not acceptable to me. You're just shaming other people for having a good time. You... Yes, yeah, absolutely. And you're a vegan. Oh my God. Like, John, this no, is like I, I hate myself, time. don't worry. I hate myself
1: more than any of you could possibly hate me. <laughs> but...
3: So Matt, you hate travel in general. What's your worst holiday experience then?
0: Well, my worst holiday experience was, I'd been traveling with my girlfriend, like backpacking around Southeast Asia for close to a year. And we got to Indonesia, and it was, you know, I was thinking, right, finally, a bit of beach time, a bit of chill time. No, my girlfriend, for some reason, wanted to make me climb the most active volcano on the island. But that sounds it, horrible.
3: That's not a holiday horrible, activity. Right? That's an endurance thing from a mad person.
0: Exactly. Marathons. Why would you want to do that? I don't understand. Right. The kick of it, Already, I was like, no, that's too dangerous. But my girlfriend, you know what she said? She went, um, no, it's not dangerous because we're going to climb it at night so that the lava is easier to see. That doesn't sound safe, does it? No. If you can see the lava and you're walking towards it, you're going in the wrong direction. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just horrendous.
3: Other steep things are available to climb. You didn't need to do that. Who? What's she trying to prove?
0: <laughs> well, exactly. And also, but she wanted always to do it on the cheapest options. We were backpacking. So we were at this volcano and there, the locals there were helping out other tourists by picking up their bag and taking them up the up the side of the mountain or whatever with donkeys and everything but she wouldn't we we weren't allowed I wasn't allowed to pay for one of those I had to carry all of my stuff and my girlfriend's stuff up to the top of this epoxy volcano
3: (laughs) you got done so dirty did you get to the top though
0: yeah we got to the top and it was cloudy and you couldn't see anything it was the biggest waste of time bit honestly so it
3: wasn't worth it
0: even it wasn't worth it at all it wasn't worth it at all Happened, this happened every country I went to. There was something dangerous that was going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, well, we went to Canada as well, right? You go, I don't know if you've ever been to Canada, but you go walking through the woods in Canada, right? And there are bears out there. Like, it's a terrifying place. And the only bit of protection that they give you in Canada, right, is uh, a little bell to tie around your, your bag. I don't know, to tell the bears it's lunchtime, maybe. I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, to draw and attention a, to the bears. That doesn't yeah. seem right. Um... a whistle. What's the whistle for? So know. they can find your body. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, yeah.
0: I, I imagine it's because I, I've heard that Canadian Bears are well into their football and rugby. So if you blow short and hard on a whistle, they'll stop and wait for the ref to tell them what to do next. They're
3: like, oh, fair play. He's, he's blown the whistle. Yeah, it's a timeout it. situation. Was I
0: fired or something. I don't know. Can I not eat him yet? I don't, yeah.
3: It's like my firm belief that as long as my feet are covered, monsters can't get them. It's exactly that rationale, isn't it? Um, yeah, that is true.
1: If only that works on the train.
3: I know. I was I was wearing a peep toe. I was asking for it. What can I say? It was a bit saucy. But uh, <laughs> John, you you like to do sport on holiday? Yeah, so I, I, I judge you a little already. But
1: I know. Yeah, I've really I've, you've all painted a, a horrible picture of me, uh, of a vegan person who does sport on holiday. I hate myself. Um, I've recently got back from a wonderful holiday. Actually, my wife and I went to uh, Disney World. Ooh, it's incredible. Um, they should the fish, do a
3: child-free day they don't do a
1: child-free day <laughs> they and it, should it, i'd pay it,
3: extra for that
1: honestly they're like ants you put something down and they're all over it and they're sticky and grubby and loud um but you know like it's the happiest place on earth and to be honest i don't know if anyone's ever been to disney world as an adult but there's so many sort of adult specific activities you can do and you can drink most places there now. Which is That's new,
3: good. Disneyland which is Paris, you had to really work to find your lunchtime beer and it was yeah. never worth it. Like, My
1: wife's yeah. super into organising and things as well. So we had a big spreadsheet of where we were going next and which bathrooms we were stopping to on the way from A to B. Uh, and we had our little designated drink stops along the way as well. So we had, yeah, actually like a really, really lovely time, despite the fact that it was yeah, just wall to wall kids and noise.
3: Yeah, because I don't want to do anything enough. I'm willing to queue two hours for it, like nothing at all. Like I do not want to do anything enough to wait that long. Like,
5: like, there well, there is a the trick. Queue
1: for us was in the airport. Sorry, Darry, you were saying.
5: Oh, there, there is a trick. I went to Universal Studios because I was there for work. I was in Florida, so of course I went to the theme park. But I went on my birthday, and they gave me a big birthday badge, and I didn't have to queue for anything.
3: Oh my God, that's so. Did you have to prove it was your birthday? Yes,
5: you had to have your passport with you. And it's meant for children. But I was like, I was 32. At the <laughs> Show time.
3: me in the small print that only and, children um, can have it. <laughs> but
5: not only do you do that, but every member of staff who sees you has to say happy birthday to you. Isn't it? <laughs>
3: Did you want that though?
5: No, I didn't even ask the, the woman who I worked with said it was my birthday to think we could maybe skip one queue. And they, they gave me this badge and it was like, I got a free drink and they were like, you want to come in on, on the speed pass and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, it's meant for children. It's genuinely meant for little children, but you know, you take it when you get it.
3: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. What a hack. So go on your birthday or your child's birthday because presumably if you've got a child they wouldn't make them go on their own.
5: No, no, I was allowed to bring the person who was with me with me. So yeah, I assume you can bring the camera um, because
3: They've repurposed Space Mountain, haven't they? And it's now Star Wars themed. And I got to sit at the front and just before it shot the cannon, I got to shout, punch it Chewy!" And I felt like the coolest person in the world. Like it was like, fortunately that it was full of nerds, but I don't think my life's ever going to get better than that moment. I was like, yeah um yeah it was genuinely when the best moments of my life which is woeful it's a woeful assessment of my actual life isn't it that that is the best moment but we have inexplicably only got through two categories and it's almost the end is
4: <laughs> that a record
3: it's it's close to a record um right so we're gonna do a speed round of meeting famous people now all of you have probably come into contact with famous people I imagine so best encounter worst encounter I was talking about mine earlier where I did Eddie Izzard's material to Eddie Izzard whilst drunk badly and um yeah I think about that once every two weeks at about 3am but that's mine that's my worst one they they weren't into it 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 was not a good day tell Uh me about yours
1: I uh, so I I had a, a brief encounter that makes it sound Ooh. a lot weirder than it was. Oh, um, John! <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. Um, uh, with Britt Eklund who uh, I had absolutely no idea who Britt Eklund was, and we had a conversation for uh about an hour in a in a bar in Edinburgh. And uh, did she and then, think
3: you knew who she was? I don't
1: know. I was very young at the time. This was probably like two thousand and ten or something. Um, and uh, yeah, I had no idea who she was and then when I stopped talking to her I went back to my friends they were like oh my god you were
3: chatting to Brit Eklund for ages
1: and I was like oh that nice lady who's that and then uh, yeah and then oh, she's a big deal
3: It's awkward that because I met the drummer from the vaccines in that kind of scenario. He was just in an indie bar in Cardiff and I'd been to see Arctic Monkeys and I didn't realize they were the support bands. So I assumed he had also been to see Arctic Monkeys and he had a really nice jacket on. So I was like, can I have a go of your jacket? It was like this bomber jacket, it was beautiful. Can I have a go of your jacket? I'm a drunk prick. (laughs) I I make no apologies for it. I just wanted to see, I I just wanted to go of it. and. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. And he said, oh, did you go and see Arctic Monkeys? I was like, oh yeah, it was amazing. He's like, oh, what do you think of the support act? I was like, oh, we were drinking and we just fucked it off to be honest. So I revealed that I hadn't seen his band. And then my friend did the same thing. They were like, that's that's the guy from the vaccines. And I was like, oh, no. And then it felt like I'd come up with a stupidly spurious reason to speak to a famous person as well. Like the jacket felt like a play, even though it wasn't, I genuinely wanted to try it on. So I had to go and apologize to him. And I was like, I genuinely didn't know. It wasn't an excuse to talk to you. I just wanted to make a friend. Sorry, I didn't see your band. Sorry about all that. Let me buy you a drink to apologize. And then we went to the bar and ordered a load of drinks. And then the barman charged him and I let him pay. <laughs> I forgot the whole purpose of the event. And I just sort of stood back and just let him pay for them. <laughs> so yeah, I imagine he's on a podcast talking about me somewhere, but in less glowing terms. I found the photo recently because I had a photo of me in the jacket and he's like, do you want me to be in it? And I went, all right then, went, sure. But um, yeah, I shouldn't be allowed to speak to people. Maybe I love lockdown, Matt Adlington. Maybe I should be left alone a little Spain, bit more.
0: Definitely safer. <laughs>
3: Have you met any famous people, Matt? Good, bad or? Yeah, ugly?
0: the one that I met P- Patsy Palmer when I was about eight years old.
3: Amazing, Bianca. Yeah.
0: So we were in a caravan park on a family holiday. And I'd kn- I'd known she was there because I'd seen her around. And my mum we used to watch EastEnders all the time, so I was like quite excited. And then I was in the play area with my brother, just like climbing frame swings and that with like the wood chip floor.
3: You were what like 18, 19?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Uh, I was, I was, I couldn't use the monkey bars because my feet touched the floor, which is <laughs> four stars. Um, but we were playing there, and then my brother fell off something, the slide or something, and he fell on the floor and just started screaming and crying because he was quite young. And so this woman's come over and gone, is he all right? And I have looked up and it was Patsy Palmer standing over like me, turning to my brother. My brother was a bit weird. So we got panicked and run off like oh. that. And she's going, oh my God, is he all right? Is he okay? I went, yeah, he, just, he does this, he gets a bit. So she went, well, we'll go look for him. So we were walking up to the woods where he's run into. And she said to me, what's his name? And my brother's name's Alex. But I had to tell her that his name was Ricky. No, you know, yeah, she she was wandering around the woods looking for a rabbit. She amazing.
3: genuinely didn't click that you were. Well, I think when I was so
0: young, I was only about eight, nine years old, so I don't think she clocked on that I was taking the mic.
3: So he's still out there now because obviously he yeah. was not responding to the name Ricky at all. No. He's, he's in the four woods.
0: kids, though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is an that's an excellent young troll, Matt. Well you done. Could- yeah, that's sure. that's worth some points. That is, um, Dara, what about you?
5: Um, well, I've met Ant without Deck, which I thought was quite remarkable. Um, oh, they I, do
3: things separately.
5: Well, they were in the same building, but they separated, and yeah, I bumped into Ant and said hello, and um, I nearly asked where's Deck, but then I thought that would be the biggest brick thing to do, um, so yeah. I didn't. But yeah, you just said hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: you're not the good one. Uh.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I didn't say that. But I, I also once my bad one was I randomly bumped into John Cleese in Dublin a long time ago when I was a teenager. And I was, I'm a huge fan of Monty Python, I always have been because I'm a weirdo and a nerd. And all I could say it's was a
3: safe space. Yes,
5: all <laughs> I could say was, "Oh fuck, you're really tall." Literally the only words I said. And he was waiting for me to say something else. He said, "Okay, fine." <laughs> and off he went. I was like, ah. <sighs> There was my opportunity to talk to one of my like comedy heroes, and I said, Oh, fuck, you oh, And he is, he's a giant.
3: Is it weird when people come up to you and behave weirdly now? Because yes, you're on the it, telly.
5: It is, it is extraordinarily weird. And I've had some mostly online interactions, some of them are bizarre, but like the uh, people seem to think I'm like five foot six for some reason. Everyone says, Oh, you know, you're much taller than I expected because I'm like, I'm big, but like they Definitely. all think I'm tiny, and I don't know why. There's That's some quite weird, weird, weird thing with television. They think I'm yeah. tiny.
3: That is quite a weird vibe to give off. <laughs>
5: like... Yeah, it's universal. Uh, 90% of the time the first thing people say to me is what I said to John Please, so I actually feel a bit better about it.
3: <laughs> What's the weirdest cameo request you've had?
5: I've had some that were basically asking me to do sex work without asking me to do sex work. Yeah. Um,
3: this seems so, to be quite a common theme. And yeah, I, uh... so.
5: I I, I know I know other people, especially women, get a lot more about people asking about like shoe size and can you show me your toes and stuff? But I, I've had ones where people are are like asking me to say relatively intimate things to the camera and I've turned them down because they're <laughs> a bit weird. It's like you know, okay. can you look into the camera deep into the camera and say, you know, love really weird stuff some of the times, like you know, they'll say I love caramel or something, I think one of them was. And I'm like, no, I'm not
3: No, this. chance. <laughs>
5: sorry, sorry, this is this is not worth the small amount of money you're waiting to pay me.
3: <laughs> I love that. I love that you're you've got your principles. Mm. Alex, what about you, Sabi? Uh
4: well probably the most disappointing was um Dara refusing my request to see his feet. Um <laughs>
3: We're your friends now, you can ask yeah. again. <laughs>
4: Maybe at the end of the podcast, we'll see what happens then. Um, <laughs> my my most my most bitterly regretful one uh, was that uh, 2006, uh, I was visiting a friend in London and I saw Rick Mail in the Notting Hill Waterstones <gasps> and I was so starstruck and rooted to the spot I couldn't bring myself to go up to him or say hello. Which, which, according to all reports, he would have been fine with and would have been probably hilarious.
3: Or hilariously just, rude to you, which also which would he, have been an, an amazing experience. Yeah, but yeah. I was just
4: rude to the spotlight, like, like mouth open and just watching him walk around with a friend of his um, ran, uh, and, and off he went. But there was me thinking, oh, oh, never mind, you'll probably bump into him again, which is not going to happen, sadly. No. That's so, a, let's, we yeah. can't end
3: on that, Alex. No, no, that,
4: that, that was the disappointing one. Good. Uh, the, the embarrassing <laughs> one. Okay. Uh, Was um, Edinburgh Festival 2017. Uh, So during the festival, you also got, you get a lot of like the big name TV comics and they're milling around uh, just just as everyone else is. Uh, So I was in the toilets in the Pleasants. I was in one of the cubicles and I I hired two men come in and I thought, I recognize that voice. I recognize that voice. Finished what I was doing, got out, washed my hands, looked over. Now the person was Tom Allen. Okay. And I was at that stage of the night where I was so drunk I couldn't really string a sentence together. So I said, "Oh uh, yeah." Hey, uh, on the way out. Went back to the table where my friends were, and I said to them, you'll never guess who I've just met, Judge Rinder. I I thought Tom Allen was Judge Rinder.
3: Well, at least you didn't say anything really weird no, by no, accident, I, I guess. Yes, yeah,
4: I didn't say that. They saw him then coming up the stairs and going, that's Tom Allen, you idiot. You but
3: think you, that was just- you genuinely believed it
4: was. Gen- genuinely believed it was Judge Rinder. And when I told that story on Twitter, Judge Rinder then started following me because clearly you thought that was hilarious.
3: Oh, have you slid into his DMs?
4: I'd, no, I'm just happy that um, that I'm being followed by uh, Judge Rinder. So if, we, if we're talking about Twitter celebrity encounters, I'm also being followed by Chesney Hawks.
3: I mean, that's incredible.
4: Why? I don't know.
3: Andrew W.K. is my best, my best nice. most random.
5: I got a notification once saying Vinnie Jones is following you and I was delighted and terrified at the same time. <laughs> it feels threatening, doesn't it? Amazing. <laughs> it's,
3: yeah, it is really weird and then you look at all your tweets, you're like, these are all shit! <laughs> like, why? Like, scrolling down like, is it too late to edit my timeline to make me look a more interesting person? <laughs> but yeah, well, we have come to the end of the game inexplicably two and a bit categories in so let's go around while i calculate the scores and talk about where people can find you if they'd like to hear more of this so alex Lean, we'll start with you
4: (laughs) okay um well twitter and insta are the same uh, as alex lean although my tweets recently are a bit dull it's just mainly me getting angry at nadine Doris. um uh yeah uh, youtube well, oh, um, Alex Leem, searching and all that as well. And um, in, in terms of stuff upcoming that we can plug, um, yeah, um, Edinburgh um, from the 6th till the 28th for two shows, uh, my stand up show about my time as a mobile DJ, The Joy of Decks, and uh, Improv Provocateur, Improv Panel Show, which I gather was the reason Vix now likes improv.
3: Yes, you've got me into it. And I, yes. I did not think I was that person. Uh- <laughs> But i really really enjoyed it i just love attention apparently any attention <laughs> will do um i was i was surprised by what i was prepared to do to win that game and nice. affronted that i didn't win <laughs> i would absolutely come on again but you do keep rudely scheduling it at the time that my show is it feels personal at this so point different. yeah what, what dick um yeah so spoiler alert you haven't won uh oh no <laughs> 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 Where can we find you? <laughs> uh, I am
1: uh, at John Jokes Oaks on most of the platforms. Uh, and weirdly enough, uh, I do quite a bit of info as well. And I very nearly, Alex, did a show with you years ago in Edinburgh. We oh. met, I'm fairly sure, we met and had a beer and we were going to run the show, but it didn't happen for various reasons. Um, so, yeah, I think we should definitely try and make that happen at some point in the future. I run a whole bunch of stuff in South End. So, yeah, if ever you
3: fancy it, I'll hit you up after this. definitely. And then we yes, so can come down and play. Definitely. Oh, Absolutely. I this. Yeah. Oh, my God, improv friends. Improv friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm doing This Is Your Trial at Edinburgh oh, as well. Oh, cool, so yeah. um, that is, again, it's like improv for people who are reluctant to admit that they improv. But I reckon next year, all in. Great. Literally, whoever will have me. It, it, this is Slippery slope. Slippery slope. But it's okay. I, I'm comfortable with it. It's fine, as you can tell by my knotted (laughs) shoulders. If you can see it on Zoom, it's totally fine. It's fine that I'm that person as well as all the other people that I have described today.
4: Yes, be wearing matching hoodies with the rest of your improv troop next. That's the that's the next stage, Vix. Oh no! With your troop logo emblazoned. I love
3: merch as well. My day job's PR. I love that. Don't. It's like all branding, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Dara, where can we see you? On the telly, no less. Yeah, on the
5: telly occasionally, um, not for yeah. the summer though, there's repeats coming, but in, in the autumn. Um on social media I'm at Bones Giles, which is my childhood nickname, and that was my handle before I came on TV. I'm not changing it now. And <laughs> I also have... someone
3: doesn't steal your handle and pretend to be you.
5: Oh, I've had loads of people pretending to be me, but you know, most of them are actually my mates from school just trying to, you know, embarrass me. Um, <laughs> Uh, I have a podcast about science, which is not very funny, but if you want to learn science as an adult, oh, um, yeah. So, I don't understand all these technical terms and stuff. It's explained in normal language. It's called Untangling Science. And if you want to know how mm-hmm. DNA works or how, what the sun actually does mm-hmm. or things like that, and without someone blinding you with weird technical
3: terms, that's what I do. So, if, so it's yeah. like how to for adults.
5: <laughs> yes, but like, you know, big, big scientific concepts. So I think I've got like seven or eight episodes up, and I'm, I'm planning on doing a few more over the
0: next few weeks.
3: Oh, that's really cool! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Matt Adlington, where can we find you?
0: Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram, so it's at Matt Adlington If I'm posting on socials, it will be there. And then at every small and medium sized comedy club across the south of the country, and <laughs> yeah. one or two large
3: ones. Yeah, uh, we need you need to do more gigs. Yes, get please your, get your admin done, Matt yeah. Adlington.
0: Book me now. There you go. That's I don't cool.
3: want to have to get the Sex Pests Express to see you. Okay. Come on. We can be better. We can all be better. Right. It was a really close match, but I'm going to have to give it to Dara. It was, yep, yeah, you're my favourite. It and might <laughs> it might be the accent advantage. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. But, weird, yeah. Right? it was a closely run one. Thank you so much for coming to the Comedy Arcade. You are now all free to go. Thanks for listening to The Comedy Arcade. There'll be a new episode next Thursday with new balls and new guests. If you liked it, like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't like it, I've been Sean Walsh and this is What's Upset You know. The USP is It's Only 15 Minutes.
5: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that